This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Hello and welcome back to Road to Retirement. My name is Chris Anselmo with Brookside Tax and Financial Group. If you'd like more information about the program you hear, give us a call at 440-886-3550 or you can check out our website at brooksidetax.com. And also, I think we're on iTunes and Google Play and Spotify. So before we get started, I want to uh, welcome our host in, Tony Shore. How are you doing today? Oh, well, I'm alive and awake and I'm excited <laughs> to be here. So <laughs> That's good. I've had my coffee. I've drank about 60 cups of coffee just to try to wow. keep up with you, Christopher. I had my Diet Coke, so that's good. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Well, we're ready to go then. How are you doing, though? Have you been busy over there at Brookside? We have been busy. There's a lot of stuff going on. We've hired a few more people here, and uh, we're actually in the process of looking for an, a new building. So we, we got a lot of stuff going on. So, Wow, you really do. Yeah, yeah. your schedule just makes me tired. Just <laughs> yeah, some, well, got to take a vacation once in a while. We did, you know, we did go down to South Carolina for a couple weeks oh, ago or whatever. So. Yeah. That was really hot down there, but... Uh, yeah, it's nice, but uh, yeah, you go in the summer, that's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So what are we talking about on the show today? So, you know, I was just going through my emails, and, and, and one of the ones that came up from the uh, American CPA Society was uh, uh, talk about data theft and, and identity theft and what what are things you can do about them, and um, so I thought maybe we'd talk about that, and you, can, you could share some of your insights. I'm, here, I'm sure you've done uh, programs with uh, people that talked about this before, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think a lot of us have had personal experience, either ourselves or someone we know, someone close to us has probably experienced some type of credit card or data theft yeah, at some you know, point. I had one years ago where the, uh, you know, they kind of do this little test thing. They, they, they try it for two bucks or three bucks or something just to see if it works. Yep. And uh, so I got a call from our credit card company and they said, hey, uh, we think this one looks suspicious. And they said, I said, well, what is it? It says it's a, uh, it's a. Uh, online online dating site and i'm like yeah i, I, I didn't i didn't do that because they're like are you sure you didn't use it i'm like well my wife doesn't let me date so no i didn't use it so so you know long story short all they do is they issue a new credit card so that, that was pretty easy but uh yeah there's just you know there's just a lot of bad people out there so you got to be you know really you got to be vigilant right and so yep. um yep i've had the same thing happen we've gotten that call both my wife and i Saying, hey, somebody's got your, did you make a purchase in Japan yesterday? Yeah. We, you know, and did you purchase this online and it was something crazy? And I'm, we're like, no. And and they go, the purchase originated in somebody in this country is using your card. Is that authorized? And we're like, um, I've never heard of that country. You know, Uzbekistan or I don't yeah. know, you know. So uh, that happens. Well, luckily, Quite I don't often. have a very common last name. But, you know, if you get a last name like Smith. Who knows, right? Right. Have that all the time. So, you know, one of the few things, you know, and there's a lot of information on the website on this, so we, obviously we're not the only source, but we actually had a guy come in not too long ago and do a little um, client presentation uh, 
one guy from Social Security, another guy from a theft identi- uh, identity theft uh, company. So that, that was pretty good. But first thing, you know, they talk about is, just, you know, your passwords. You know, one, you know, don't use the same password all the time, obviously. And, you know, and password with a z- zero for an O is not a password. <laughs> you know, I remember when we first started online stuff, right. it's like, well, P-A-S-S-O-R-D. They won't figure that one out, right? Right, so, right. And now they have these these machines that are just... You know, people aren't typing these things, and it's just like it's computers trying to pick apart passwords. So they're just randomly um, throwing digits in there. But I mean, because you think of an eight-digit password, um, most people have eight-digit passwords. And if you know, I was just trying to do a little math. The CPA in my head was trying to do the math on on how many possibilities there are. You know, so you figure there's, you know, so for each digit, right? You have well, you got twenty-six uppercase letters you got 26 lowercase letters you got 10 numbers and you probably have maybe another 15 special characters so you got like 80 or so potential digits for that one number right the first and then the next one has the same 80 digits so you know it's how long do you think it takes a computer to run through 80 digits yes Uh, 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 less than one second i will tell you well then you know so an eight digit password is 80 to the eighth power, right? It's 80 yeah. times 80 times 80 times 80. So, you know, one of the, the it's billions of no, numbers. The other thing is uh, people say, look, just add, add a ninth digit because everyone's always thinking it's eight, right? Yep. Add a ninth digit, you know, obviously use lower and uppercase. And, all. and then the other things that, you know, you go to some of these websites and they ask you if some, you know, it's a two-step process, you know, where were you born, this and that, and all like, you know, what street did you live on? Who was your best friend? You know, so one of the comments is, is lie about it. And you're like, what? You don't have to tell yeah. them the street you're born on. You just have to use the same, like, say I was born on Main Street. Well, you could tell them it was Farfadugan Avenue. It doesn't really matter, right? As long yeah. as you know what you put in there. So Right. Um, as long as you remember what you put in yeah. there. It's better to lie because yeah. then they, you know, if they have your address or look up, if they find out who you are and who your parents are. It's not going to be hard for them to find your mother's maiden name and street address. Yeah. And, and you've probably been on sites before where um, they ask you questions and like there's databases that know like streets you used to live on and, and they're trying to confirm your identity. But I know, I know this does through like the tax department here in Ohio. They'll say, well, did you ever have a mortgage with this company? It's all this public record stuff. You know, did you ever have a, a Pontiac or what? So you're like all these other ones, you just have to yeah, I don't, I don't want to use the word lie, but you, you know, you got to be creative. You don't have to. Yeah. Like my first be car creative. was creative. That's the word we're looking yeah, for. My, creativity. Yeah. My first car was a Pontiac. I don't have to put that it was a Pontiac. I could put that it was a Plymouth, right? And then I remember, oh, I put Plymouth. So if somebody says, hey, Pontiac, well, that's not right because I put Plymouth, right? Right. So, right. Um, I would put Bentley, but that's whatever. <laughs> that's probably your dog, but um, Maserati. Yeah. So that your first car, right? So, yeah. Um, so be creative. Um, so security numbers is, is always a big issue. Look, there's not many places that really need your social security number. So, no. you know, maybe obviously the bank. Only, go, only the government yeah, or a bank. In, yeah. in a financial institutions and, and possibly maybe even medical because they got to link it up with your health insurance and stuff. But all the other places, you could lie there too, right? Yeah. So for all, everyone out, I don't know if you know this, but there's no social security numbers that start with 400. 
So, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're that's not, true. yeah because I know our tax program, all the all the generic testing tax returns are in there all start with four zero zero. So, yeah. So that's their- so if you know if the you know the shoemaker, if there is such a thing anymore, is asking for a social security number. It's like, well, first of all, why? Do you want a social security number? I mean, if you don't really want to get into the the battle of why they need a social security number, just give them make up one, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's good. Those are good tips. I mean, yeah. and I think it's good to point out, Chris, that you know some people might be out there and like, well, it never happens to me, or my credit card yeah. company won't make me responsible for fraud. But you know, it's happening more and more, and especially overall, you know, identity theft. You know, your records have been. Uh, exposed in a lot of cases. I mean, Capital One, not long ago, right. had 106 million records exposed. And that's Capital One, a credit card company. Yeah, there's there's a lot of companies out there. And there's actually, uh, you know, websites that, that tell you all these different places. But yeah, there's just a lot of exposure. And, you know, you might not be liable for the credit card fraud. But it's just, I mean, for instance, we had, so we went down uh, to Cabo, actually with Gradient, I think a few years ago. And uh, while I was there, I got two calls from the phone uh, from the from the uh, bank, believe it or not, that somebody was using this credit card. Block. So they like cancel my credit cards. Right. So they're going to issue new ones. I'm like, well, I'm like out of the country. So I could <laughs> yeah. really use the credit. Luckily, I, I had another one with me, so that wasn't so bad. But, you know, look, when you travel, bring more than one card. Right. Because yeah. stuff like that happens. Somebody doesn't take a visa or somebody doesn't take American Express, whatever. So. But, uh, you know, the other thing is you have to monitor your accounts because these these rules, the lawyer coming out at me. So usually credit card rules say, look, you're not liable for maybe up to 50 bucks you're liable for, but you generally are not liable. But they are. There's also stipulations in there. You're not liable if you report it within a certain amount of you know, 30 or 60 days. So if you're never looking at your credit card statements, which um, I hate to say sometimes I don't, but. You know, we do because we scan them all in. But but, you know, they only give you a limited amount of time to tell them that there was a fraud. Yeah, you've got to be diligent about right. and I don't think a lot. I think this is something this is a mistake I've made. And I think a lot of folks uh, make this mistake. They aren't diligently going through their credit card statements as soon as they get them each it, month. It, and it's I think it's worse and worse because I don't know about you, but you've been to play. You know, you've been to, I don't go to Starbucks, but you go to you go to any Nobody uses cash anymore. I mean, nope. I mean, I've seen people put a dollar on a credit card. I'm like, really? You don't have a dollar on you? Like, and I have a couple of people that work for me that like they never have cash on. I'm like, nope. And I always have cash on me, but I'm like, yeah, I'm just old school. But, but, you know, every piece, of, every piece of their life is on a credit card somewhere. So it's, uh, you know, it's it's worse and worse. And then a lot of them are debit cards, right? So they they got access to their bank account. So. You know, there's credit monitoring services you can sign up for. I, you know, I, I haven't done it myself, but several clients have done it, and they're they're okay with it. And you could get annual credit reports and things like that. So, yeah. Um, and then just don't try and share information. And, and, and passwords are a big one. Um, so what I do, I'll give you my hint on passwords. You know, because we, you know, being in business, you got fifty-seven thousand websites you got to log into, especially on you know the business we're in. I just created a spreadsheet that I don't keep on the internet, but I created a, an Excel spreadsheet with all my, you know, this is all the, the, all the passwords and all the logins and all the websites. And, and then I just password protect the spreadsheet. So I just have to remember my, 
my password for my spreadsheet, then I could get to all my other passwords, right? Yep. Because guess what? Know, I've done. The, I have the exact same thing. Yeah, it's just because, and then there's a lot of times that every six months or something they want you to change your password, and then you can't use the password you used before three times before, and you're like, you're like I'm running out of things to put down, right? So if yeah. I, you know, so passwords, passwords are probably the biggest thing out there, and then. Um, also, from a state planning side, like our, our documents now, uh, I think it's most states have this because there's a uniform law pass for digital access to things like power of attorneys. You know, when they were drafted years ago, they didn't contemplate this stuff. Right. So now, like our power of attorney has a little section about the, the agent can get access to your passwords because they, they'd go into the bank and say, well, yeah, you can have access to the bank, but we're not allowed to give you the password. What? So you can't get in without the password and your document doesn't say we're allowed to give you the password. So, you know, those things that have evolved over time. So there's digital, um, uh, make sure your power of attorneys have digital access and things like that. So um, have you uh, experienced anyone using a credit reporting agency or anything like that or credit freezes or? Um, you know what? I, I haven't. You know, I know there was that big Equifax uh, breach and they were a company that was supposed to be monitoring your accounts and they got uh, hacked. But, you know, then there's this LifeLock. Isn't it called LifeLock? Yeah, something like that. Right. There's yeah. And I know there. I know people who use that and they say they're happy. And, you know, there's mixed reviews online. You know, some people no. are against that type of thing. Some people are fine with it. Uh, but I know people who use LifeLock and they're fine with it. And there also is um, the Federal Trade Commission has an online tool, believe it or not. Um, if you go to identitytheft.gov. Oh, you, really? I didn't yeah, know about that. You, you can actually create your own personal recovery plan. So so it's identitytheft.gov, um, and you could track your um, your progress on that. So that's one thing you might want to do. I, I haven't done it yet, but I might might go do it so um but it's out there um you know you just got to be careful with with things who you get you know and sometimes it's harmless you know even like the you know people leaning over your shoulder and they catch your password to your phone right and your phone is basically your computer today right so if they know your little login to your phone and i think more and more phones are i don't know if you went to that have you gone to using your um your fingerprint or anything like that though, uh, on your phone? yep yep uh, my actually, I have the iPhone 10R, which is uh, has really good face recognition, and on my MacBook, I have uh, fingerprint. Yeah, we have it on some of our computers too. I haven't done it on my phone yet, but maybe I will. Um, yeah, I, and what's, I and what's really neat about some of the new, like the new laptops, is you could have more than one fingerprint, right? So, like the laptop, yep. the laptop we have, not that you'll have more than one fingerprint, but the laptop we have in in our conference room. You can't log on unless you use a fingerprint, but I can log on with my fingerprint. Jennifer can log on with her fingerprint, you know. Yep. So it's 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 kind of, you know. Yeah, and another thing you can do, most programs are starting to automatically do this, uh, but another thing you can do is set up verification. So if somebody tries to log in oh, right, to right. your account, they have, they, uh, they have to, on a different uh, browser, they have to enter a six-digit or four-digit. Yeah, they're, six they're digit either two-step or three-step verification. Yeah. So yeah, you know, the what, three Tony, step what verification. Tony's talking about is you'll go to log on to your, um, you go to log on, but then they'll want to send you some type of text to your phone, 
and then your phone, you get that number and you put the number in and that's how they, they um, verify things. So it's a two or three step process to get back in. So yeah, it's just, it's just crazy out there. And it, you really don't want that to happen because it could ruin your life, you know, and, and not that you might not be out the money, but it could take years of fixing it. So, um, and we, again, we, we've had a client who had, doesn't have a very popular name, but there was someone who had a very similar name and it was spelled one digit off and, and he kept getting credit report or, uh, demands for payment from somewhere in Arizona. He's like, look, I've never even been to Arizona. So, so, you know, we had a deal with a law firm out there and he's like, I had to verify it. And he was like a best friend for 30 years. So I'm like, look, I know who this person is and he's never been to Arizona and he, and he doesn't even spell his name that way. So I don't need something's, you know, wrong here. So, but you know, if, if I wasn't one of his best friends, you know, he just spent, you know, 10 grand with an attorney fixing it. Right. So, um, just, uh, you know, be vigilant and, and, um, cause you never know who's, who's snooping over your corn, uh, your shoulder. And I think even yeah. seeing that when you're like, if you're in an airplane, I usually sleep, but there's people using, you know, their, their laptops and the people next to them are like reading what's on their laptops. Right. So I think there are some screen things you can get for your laptop. So people from an angle can't, can't really see what's going on. So if you're in a place like that, um, you might want to consider doing that. Um, so a lot of stuff out there. So, yeah, there is just a, a ton of stuff and you've given us some great tips. I mean, obviously one of the first ones that I enjoyed, Chris, is the, that, uh, you know, I d you don't really think that deeply about it, but I, I like the idea of going to an eight digit password or nine. Ra or I nine. mean a nine. I yeah. meant nine. Yeah. 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 Because I always, I thought about that and like, oh yeah, I've always used just eight. Yeah. Cause it says because it has to be at least eight, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but if you go one more, uh, that's just one more step. Yeah, it's 80, and it's eighty-two yeah. times more, right? I mean, yeah. it's just ridiculous amount, you know. But and most, I would think most of these places that are trying to breach your uh, password are using eight-digit passwords, right? They're they're trying to figure out the eight-digit combination. They're not really trying to figure out nine or ten combinations, right? Yeah. So, so you might want to do that and um, just be yeah. vigilant. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's just something you have to watch out for. You know, I, you know, it was funny. I, a story just last week, my Netflix account was hacked from the country of Georgia, not the state of Georgia, <laughs> the country of Georgia, but at least Netflix has a number you can call and you can get a hold of a live person. And I, the minute an email hit saying someone has changed your password and email, and then I couldn't log back into my Netflix account and my kids didn't do it. It was from the country of Georgia. So I immediately called as soon as I got that email, uh, a person answered and said, yep, somebody's hacked your account. Uh, I'm going to shut that down. Make sure you go into your uh, main email account, change your password there. I did that. And then they said, okay, well, I'm going to send you a reset email now to that email account, reset it. And then boom, I'm back in business. So yeah. that was quick and easy, but it isn't always quick and easy because like there are certain companies like Amazon, I mean, um, well, Facebook, you can't get a hold of anyone. There is no oh. help for oh, Facebook. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They don't have people. They don't have people. So if your Facebook account gets hacked, you're done. 
Yeah, I mean, I've had people, I know that as a fact. So you just have to be diligent, like you said, with the passwords. Well, yeah. I think this has been a great show yeah. and a great topic. Why don't you let people know how they can get a hold of you? Because you do have uh, tools, and like you said, you even had, yeah. uh, you bring people in to talk to your clients well, about we, this. Tony, we also have a, have our generational vault that people can use. It's an online portal, it's, you know, secure portal with uh that they can store information in because sometimes you may not be able to get to your documents. So we've had a, a client or two that actually make photocopies of their, their credit cards and upload them into the generational vault. It's, you know, it's, you know, it's a free service for our clients. So, so if you lose your credit card, like one, you know, you've been to AT, ATM machines and they, it ate the card and the guy's like, well, the number to call is on the back of the card, right? So I can't call them, but he was actually in Cabo with us. And luckily he had put it in the generational vault. So he was able to call up his generational vault and be able to call the number. And they, they FedExed him a new card uh, while we were in Cabo. So, but to get a hold of us, uh, 440-886-3550 or our website, uh, brooksidetax.com. Um, yeah, either way, uh, I think we even have, we might have an identity theft uh, little video on our, our website, so check that oh, out. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, I know you guys have dealt with that, and that's something you help your clients to try to avoid, uh, and along with everything else you do, you know, minimizing your tax burden, maximizing Social Security, uh, you know, preparing for uh, Medicare open enrollment, and health care costs in retirement, and retirement income planning. Uh, it, there's so many important aspects as we get older and we're saving for retirement and looking at our investments and our money and keeping it safe. Uh, I really hope our clients will, or our listeners out there will take you up on that offer and call you. You'll set, you, you're offering a complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation, correct? Sure. We do that because we want to make sure it's a good fit um, for us and for you. Um, obviously, uh, you know, you want to be able to before you commit anything, you want to be able to feel that you can trust our, our firm to do what we say we're going to do. And and uh, sometimes we want to make sure you're the right client for us, too. I mean, there has been a couple of times <laughs> that we've told people, no. Uh, actually, someone was in the other day, and she had this really complicated real estate problem. And, oh. and I, you know... I, and it's going to take me hours for you. And I'm going to end up doing it anyhow, but uh, sure. uh, because she was a, a referral from a real good, really good client. Sure. And it was, you know, somebody died and there's six beneficiaries. They all have spouses. Who's, you know, who's going to, it's oh. really, really crazy thing, right? It's a mess. So, so I jokingly, I said, can I just pay you $500 to go somewhere else? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but you know. well, I know you've untangled some massive knots that people have yeah. found themselves in, and I know it's frustrating for you because you're like, if they just would have been working with me, oh yeah, before I mean, this be, point, I mean, and let me help them plan. I mean, this, they would not this one be could have been even easily solved if the attorney um, would have just. I, I don't know if she wants an attorney who doesn't do estate planning, but you know, we have some here called transfer and death deeds, right? So you, instead of going through probate, you could just transfer to the, you know, your siblings and our, your, your, your yeah. kids. But you know, the, pro yep. the problem is if you have too many, actually you have too many kids, but if you have five kids, right. And they all get a piece of the property and they want to sell it. Like all of them have to agree. Right. And like, like you can't get five people agreeing on what dinner, what restaurant to go to. You're going to get them to agree on all the prices. And all, so, and you got all the spouses involved now. So you might have 10 people have to agree on it. So 
It gets really hairy, so that wasn't the best way to handle that one. It would have been better. <laughs> no. Yeah. So that's what, and then so that's kind of what I'm faced with right now in this one. And, and plus, three of the people have died and left it to their children. So, mm. <laughs> and there's one person living in the house and they want to sell the house, but we got to get, you know, 12 people to sign off. Oh. But, uh, yeah. So Nightmare scenario. Yeah. That's why I offered her $500. But, uh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's a funny story. And and uh, that must be a, a massive uh, untangle because I know you love challenges and you've, I mean, you've you've had to untangle some really big problems. You've talked about some of them yeah. on the show. So uh, that is funny. But hey, we're out of time. Is okay. there anything else you want to add before we go? No, just, uh, you know, be be vigilant on your uh, on your identity stuff and um Keep passwords, you know, you have to change passwords now and then. And then uh, give us a call at 440-886-3550. We have a couple of free books, one on estate planning, one on financial planning. Um, you can call our office and uh, request us, or you can request them at our website at uh, brooksidetax.com. Tony, thanks for, as always, for being the host. All right. Yeah, that does it for today's episode of The Road to Retirement with our host, Christopher Anselmo. Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550 or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.